This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The best way to start your weekend is with Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network. Sponsored by BetMGM. Welcome in, everybody. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. I'm Mark Drumheller. He's Sean Bell, and we got you for the next 60 minutes to give you everything you need to be prepared for all the sports betting action this weekend. We got an excellent show lined up. Preseason football got on their way last night with the Browns and the Eagles. We're going to talk a little bit of NFC East futures, running backs starting to find their way into the NFL now, we saw Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know, sign with new teams. So we're going to talk about how that impacts as well. And, of course, we're going to have our best bets at the end. Hopefully we go out on a strong note, make some money. But, Sean, how you making out, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. If there's one thing Philadelphia fans are going to do, that's boo. That's right. I we saw that last night. The they, Boo Birds were out in Philadelphia. They got the quickest trigger in all the sports. <laughs> the Boo Birds, they didn't like what they saw out of Marcus Mariota, and they let him know ASAP. So, yeah, that's what's going on in Philadelphia. It, it, again, the only preseason game that was on last night, and that was the gl- most glaring weakness of the Philadelphia Philly, uh, Phillies, Philadelphia Eagles so far. Yeah, and listen, Browns covered three-and-a-half point favor, uh, underdogs. I hit that. I was very happy to get the preseason week started on a winning note. Um, took the Browns because my man, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Coming out of UCLA, fifth-round pick, looking very sharp for the Browns. No, nah, I love it. When, listen, when I saw him get two blocks in the same play, even though he he got he got a penalty called on him, he had a flag on him, that, that's okay with me. Blindside block, whatever. He squared that man up and hit him. That lets me know how much heart that kid got. That's right. And He's there to win it. a job. And that's that's what the preseason's all about. Um, the downside is we saw some injuries, right? We saw some injuries last night. Some guys went down. Continue to see that throughout the course of the NFL. Miami had a big scare with Armstead, the tackle going down in practice. Makes me just want to hold my breath and wait till September. That's why nobody plays. That's why no one's going to play in any preseason game throughout all of football this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for years to come. No one, no one's going to play, especially because, look, Nick Sirianni told us, hey, joint practices. That's where we get our work in. We don't really care about the preseason game. And now they're doing scrimmages with other teams. Yeah, like yeah. They are doing everything to just kind of take away the importance of these preseason games, which I agree with. I could, I mean, maybe one game is probably all you need. Do we really need three? I mean, for fans, fans would it's love. It's fun. Because I we, like taking my would, kids there. Yeah, us growing up, seeing mm-hmm. the starters play up to into the second half, mm-hmm. that was fun because we don't get to see, if you're not in the business, if you're not in journalism going to the game, going to practices, you don't get to see 
what your how your team looks, how these mm-hmm. backup looks. The, the only time you get to see them is during preseason games. So it sucks for the fans, but you see why they're not doing it with, with some of these injuries. Again, Zach McPherson out for the se- season. Cor- a cornerback who's going to play a lot, played a lot last year, and especially if any corner gets hurt, he's going to have to step in and, and guard the slot and deal with the slot. He's not going to be available for the rest of the season. You, call, you saw a bunch of carts come out for both teams it's brutal. in the preseason game last night. So on Thursday night. So no, no one's playing in the third preseason game and no one's playing this weekend unless you're actually battling for a job. Yeah. And that's the key is these games are so important for those players. When you look down the roster, um, you know, trying to win a job and trying to put some, you know, good film uh, on tape, you know, that, that they can use if, if things don't work out where they're at, you know, on with another team, but 18 to 18 final last night um, in Philadelphia, uh, no winner. Right, that's that was fun. Winner, I was a winner. Plus three and a half in Cleveland. Didn't play the total, but the total was interesting. Landed on thirty six, right? So, um, opened at thirty five and a half. So if you got in early and bet the over, you ended up a winner. If you bet the over late, it closed over thirty six. So you would have ended up a loser. It just kind of shows sports betters, hey, it's not always what you're betting; it's when you're betting it. Making sure you're getting the best of the number. It was a rough game to watch. What was it eight to? Three, what was three it? to two in the beginning. Time. It, it was like three to two. Baseball game. It was five to two. It was eight to eight to two. Like what? <laughs> it was a bad game to watch, especially for Marcus Mariota. That's the one thing you can't see in the preseason. Is my backup quarterback going to be good enough? Because uh, Cleveland's backup quarterback ain't even play. Like some teams' backup quarterbacks ain't even playing. It's their third and fourth playing. Mm-hmm. The Eagles' backup quarterback played, got booed, and now they're saying, "Hey, do we need to go get a Nick Nicky?" Nikki Fold, do we need to get Carson Wentz? I say no. All right. I, the, both of those players are washed to me. But that's how bad it is where the Eagles, again, Jalen Hurts missed a couple games last year. He missed some time the year before that. Quarterbacks who run the rock may end up missing a couple games here and there. As Josh Allen, who loves to run the rock, being banged up the last couple of seasons. So you need to have a quarterback to step in and play two, two games, three games at the very least. And it seems like the Eagles don't have that right now. Yeah, you need a quarterback that can just hold things together during the season, right? You know, we needed Gardner Gardner Minshew last year. And that didn't Um, work. That didn't work, you know. And that's probably the hardest thing for NFL teams is to to find that right guy. Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, got got a welcome to Philadelphia culture, (laughs) to say the least. You know, it's it's a long way from Tennessee. Yeah. Like, it's time with the Titans and the Raiders. Probably didn't get booed off the field in preseason. But, yeah, lots of rumors like, hey, should the Eagles go get Carson Wentz and Nick Foles? I I don't think so. Like, I I just think you got to let this thing play out with Mariota. If you can find somebody off the scrap heap that you think can outplay Mariota, sure. But I I think that at this point, this is what it is. I mean, Nick Foles looked atrocious last year, you know, with the Colts. That's been good in five years. Right. If we being honest, like I know Philadelphia loves him, but he won you a Super Bowl. He hasn't been good in five years. Right. After that Super Bowl, it was a steady decline. Right. And it, and again, he's 34 years old, I believe. But he ain't Tom Brady. He ain't one of them quarterbacks that can play until he's 40. So, no, that's not good enough. If Nick was able to play, he'd be on a roster right now. 100% agree with you. And there's not a, a scenario in the world 
where I would bring Carson Wentz into no. this locker room. No. Like, that is the worst no, idea no, no, no. you, can't you have, could ever think of. You can't have that drama. That's just fans throwing it out there. Yeah. Don't nobody actually want that. I would rather roll with Mariota or maybe Tanner McKee. You know, we'll see how he develops. But hopefully we don't have to worry about it at all. Jalen Hurts plays 17 games. Eagles win a lot of football. Um, but let's pivot over to the AFC East. Running back dominoes starting to fall. These players starting to get work, get into camp after a lot of posturing and negotiations. Dalvin Cook signs with the New York Jets. Ezekiel Elliott signs with the New England Patriots. Let's start with the Jets. Um, contenders now in the AFC, I feel like. Adding a player of Dalvin Cook's caliber to an already pretty talented offense. That's, to me, tremendous. It means a lot. It means a lot. Again, Aaron Rodgers is a guy who has complained and wanted a running back his for half his career in Green Bay. He finally got one in Aaron Jones, but he needed that, especially late in his career. You bring in Dalvin Cook, it, this ain't a wash running back. This ain't normally around this time you're signing running backs that are a little bit on the downslide or a wash who 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 can't do that much. They got a guy who had almost 1,200 yards rushing last year, 4.4 yards a carry. They got a guy who had 10 total touchdowns and a few hundred uh, in the receiving game. So this guy can still ball. He can still play. And, oh, by the way, he played all 17 games last year. His history is, oh, Dalvin's going to be injured. He's going to miss time. Well, not last year. So he's a guy in his prime who's going to get 20 touches a game. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I don't devalue running backs. So I'm like, I'm not devaluing someone who's getting 20 touches a game. That means you're instrumental. You are yeah. you are huge to to everything that your team does. If you get twenty touches a game, Dalvin's going to get that because Aaron Rodgers at his age needs a running game, and that's going to set up a lot of things. Hey, play action pass. Mm -hmm. That's going to be big for Aaron Rodgers this year. Absolutely. When you look at the Jets, the biggest glaring weakness is that offensive line. They have to protect Aaron Rodgers. A running game is a quarterback's best friend, right? That's the best way to do it. You don't have to drop back in third and long and, you know, it, it dropping back in third and two, third and three, manageable situations a lot more easier than when defenses can, you know, pin their ears back and come after you. So being able to balance in the running game is huge. And not only that, but it gives them a good compliment to Brees Hall. These two guys can complement each other. You don't have to put undue pressure on Hall to return, you know, faster than he might need to or whatnot. And it gives them a, a very formidable one-two punch in a division that's very competitive. So little moves like this could be the differentiator from these teams. Yeah, because you don't want Aaron Rodgers at his age dropping back 45 times. I mean, he can do it and win a game, but you don't want that. Because, again, like you said, the offensive line ain't, ain't – you know what I mean? 1995 Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. right? Like the Dolphins line struggled some. So now you have a running game. Now you can mix things up in that play action pass. Defensive line is going to pause for a second and, and have to regroup, which allows the offensive line to really tee off and, and get good blocks and help out Aaron Rodgers. So if you have a balanced attack, that's going to be huge for a team who already has a really good defense and doesn't need your offense to score 35 a game, doesn't need 45 passes a game. So again, Huge signing. Not not a signing you usually get at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good news. And, you know, staying in the AFC East, let's talk about the New England Patriots. We know Bill Belichick loves himself a running back. Goes out and gets Ezekiel Elliott now. Um, I, this is one. I don't <laughs> think it matters, man. It don't. I think it's going to be a cold winter in New England. It don't. I mean, for what? I mean, 
is are they going to be better than the Jets now? Are they going to be better <laughs> no. than Buffalo? Or are they going to be better, better, better than uh, who am I missing? Miami better than Miami? No. no, no, no. Are they better in Miami if Tua doesn't stay healthy? Even if he doesn't stay healthy, they're not. I don't better. think they're better, right? <laughs> right? I don't think they are. I don't. I'm not a believer in Mac Jones. I, uh, I, I don't think that Bill Belichick's a believer in Mac Jones, which is always a problem. Yeah. There I mean, were rumors at the draft that they were thinking about trying to move him to move up in the draft. Um, I I don't know. I don't I don't think this this move doesn't move the needle to me. Mac Jones is a guy, right? Right? Like I don't think he's terrible. I think he's going to be a guy, mm-hmm. and that ain't good enough. Not with that roster to just be, eh, a guy. So Zeke, I mean, I think a sneaky bet may be that Zeke can get eight, nine, ten touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Right, like I think I, I don't know what the over under is on him for scoring touchdowns because he's just back. I don't think that was up when I looked, but Zeke getting a potential ten touchdowns because he's just a short yardage back. That's what he ended up being in Dallas. Okay, at the end of his career, you 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 can get through the hole, you can get the third and ones, you can get the 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 third and twos, you can get the goal line touchdowns. So that's what he's going to be used for in New England to sort of help out Mac Jones to sort of help out that offense. So he's going to be the guy they give the ball to to get those touchdowns, to get that uh, third and goal. So, okay, I think Zeke can come in. He's not going to get a lot of yards. He may get four or 500 yards rushing, but maybe yeah. he gets eight touchdowns with it. And mm-hmm. so that's, from a betting perspective, something you can look at depending on who they're playing. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but I, I just think, you know, New England, I'm just down on them, you know, this season. I, I think it's going to be tough for them to make get any traction in, in that division, and I think they're – Got a tough schedule. They got to start off with a pretty good team. Yeah. yeah. Welcoming in the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. over in Week One. So yeah. um, that that's one. I, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Jets plus eighteen hundred to win the Super Bowl worth a little bit of sprinkle. Still not my go. No, I don't <laughs> think so either. Not over there. I don't think I, the offensive line still worries me, even with the improved running game. Um, couple minutes left. Couple quarterbacks got named Week One starters. Colts, Anthony Richardson, Commanders, Sam Howe. Both teams sitting there with a win total of around uh, six and a half. Very comparable. Which team do you think will end up better? First of all, salute to you. I think you had that. Anthony, Anthony Richardson, Richardson starting week one. Starter week Sometimes one. I get them right. I, you know, salute to you. I thought there was no way. I thought Gardner Minshew would win the job. Anthony Richardson, again, only started one season for Florida. Mm-hmm. Didn't win many games. I know he has huge talent, so I didn't think a Colts team who last year was thought they can win be a Super Bowl contending team. I didn't think this year they would want to start a rookie quarterback, but they are. And again, he made look decent, but he made rookie mistakes in his preseason game. Obviously, oh yeah, he's a rookie, so he's early interceptions. Mistake, but it was like, oh, like I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna look awesome, but then I'm gonna throw a terrible interception. That's what he was in college at the same time. So. I'm surprised by that start, but it does change what you may think of rookie of the year voting, which you may, how many mm-hmm. yards he gets those, some of those things, um, quarterback rushing champion, yeah, quarterback rushing champion. Like some of those things make you a uh, rethink th- that place, but I'm gonna go with Sam Howell in Washington. Mm-hmm. Again, the AFC is harder, tougher. Mm-hmm. So uh, you go to the NFC Washington just being solid last year they were able to be a good competitive team. They were able to get over that six. Mm-hmm. So Sam Howell coming in, starting again, more experience. If Washington is just good defensively, and I think defensively they're going to be really good this year, 
I think they can squeeze out to seven, eight wins. Still be bad, but you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. an NFC. You know what I mean? It's an NFC bad. NFC, they were bad for an NFC team last year, but was still able to luck up over six and a half wins. Right. So, right. you know, I think they'll be a, be a little bit better than they were last year. You know, the Colts may be a better team. Right. But I think Washington gets more W's. Yeah. I, 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 I see now I played under on, on commanders. I played over on the Colts. Okay. Um, I just think that, you know, Richardson has higher upside and they're in an easier division. That's kind of how I looked at it, but um, definitely going to be fun to watch new starters in the NFL. We're going to talk more NFL futures, primarily on the AFC East. We're not done talking about Aaron Rodgers and the New York jets and the rest of that division. Uh, BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell back with more NFL action in a bit. Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. We're back. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller and Sean Bell. Let's stick with Washington and Indianapolis for a little bit. I don't think I'm done here. So we like... um, you, you like Sam Howe. Do you think that... Oh, I didn't say I like Sam Howe. You like them to win more than six games. I like them to win more than six all games. All right, all right, all right. That's kind of what I was getting at is is when we when we look at these two players, obviously Anthony Richardson, ton of upside. That was reflected, um, you know, in his draft position. I think he went fourth overall to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously has the tools to be a long-term starter in this league for a long time. Sam Howe... It's a little bit of a different conversation, right? Fifth round draft pick at a UNC, um, you know, showed a little bit of mobility there, but, you know, really didn't show great pocket awareness and, you know, doesn't have the the tools that, you know, a guy like Richardson has. Do you think Hal can overcome that stuff? Like, do you think Washington is on the right path here with giving Hal an opportunity to see if he's going to be the quarterback of the future? Or do you think they're just kind of treading water until they really have to go find their quarterback of the future next year? Yeah, I think they're trying to figure out who their quarterback of the future is and how to get it. Mm-hmm. But I think... They're kind of stuck in that middle, like, yeah. we're not I, bad enough to really draft quarterback at the top. Yeah, but I think, Sam, I think Washington has a better overall team than mm-hmm. the Colts right now, right? right. Like, I, you know, all the issues they have over there, ownership, when, when in regards to the Colts ownership and Jonathan Taylor and what's Earth going on. wild. Man. Yeah, exactly. What's going on over there? Washington, again, I know they had been the most dysfunctional thing ever with Dan Snyder and he's out now, but mm-hmm. you can say, okay, their defense is looking really solid and they have really good defensive minds. So the defense should be good this year. Even Chase Young looks like he's, you know, back to being close to what he was supposed to be. The offense with, with the weapons and the chlorine and all those other things, Sam Howe is going to be asked to be a decent game manager and in an NFC that ain't, Ain't ain't great, mm-hmm. so I just think Washington can win more games. Again, I didn't look at all of the Colts' schedule, but again, Washington I think will be better than what they were last year. And last year they were able to get over that six and a half, right? Just by being a solid team, they beat the Eagles just because they knew who they were. We have yeah. solid defense and we can run the ball 
up and down, up and down the Eagles throat. And they were able to surprise the Eagles and get a W this win. I just think Washington's going to be solid. Same how is going to be a good game manager. And Anthony Richardson, on the other hand, is going to have some wild plays. And he's going to have some, you are a rookie who hasn't played much plays. Hmm. And an AFC that's going to be tougher. So I just think Washington, again, I think the Colts can end up being a better team, but not get more wins just because the AFC and NFC imbalance. That makes sense. I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, it's definitely a, a situation where you have two teams uh, that are, you know, trying to work their way up and it's who's going to be in the better position from a scheduling. The scheduling is one thing that worries me a little bit about Washington just because it's a little tough early on. We're seeing the disconnect with the coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, does that turn bad early in the season? And that 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 could go down. But as far as Sam Howe, I, I think I agree with you. Like, I don't think he's the answer there. And they have to figure out how they're going to get the answer at quarterback. Um, but let's I, And I believe, I know there's beef with the enemy, but I believe in his creativity. Oh, I, I do like, too. I, I believe that he's going to have enough creativity where, okay, he can use McLaurin like he used uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Right, again different type of players, but use him in ways where you can score. And they got another, uh, my guy, I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, they, have they got they the, have Penn, yeah, the Penn state. They have yeah, Dotson and they, they, have, McLaurin. they have Dotson. Like Dotson is tremendous. And you saw mm-hmm. the flashes last year of saying, Oh, he can be a number one wide out in this league with the type of hands he has. So they got weapons all over the place. So I think the enemy will be able to use in a situation. All right. How you just got to, you got to be Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to facilitate. You got to yep. be Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to be Alex Smith mm-hmm. before uh, Patrick Mahomes came on. That's who you have to be, and we can be an effective offense with a good defense and win some games that way. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I hope it works for Bienemy because I, I really think he deserves it. And he has – they have the tools from a skill position perspective, mm-hmm. right? You know, they have those guys at wide receiver that you talked about, dynamic – you know, set of wide receivers with McLaurin and Dotson. I'm worried that they don't have the offensive line to protect Hal, and I think Hal under duress could be could get bad. Mm-hmm. You know, could could get real bad if he's in like fight or flight mode. You know, running for his life every play, yeah. and then you can't utilize those weapons. You know, mm-hmm. but we'll see. You know, maybe Bienemy institutes you know short passing game to kind of counteract that. But let's pivot over to the AFC East. I want to look at the futures market. The Jets obviously making headlines now. Um, we go down the division. Bills lead the way as the favorites, plus 120, win total 10 and a half. Jets, plus 250, win total 9.5. Dolphins, plus 290, win total 9.5 as well. Patriots, plus 800, win total 7.5, which I think might be a little rich. Mm-hmm. I think that 7.5 might be a little rich for New England there. But um, when you look at when you look at those four teams, Bills obviously have dominated the division year after year. But Jets making a lot of big moves, trying to take that next step in the contenders. And you have a Dolphins team that is, you know, twenty three and eleven when Tua starts for his career. Pretty good numbers. That's pretty much the elephant in the room. Is can he stay healthy? Can they protect him during the entire season? Sticking with the Bills. I mean, a lot of people are down on Bills. But mm-hmm. let's be honest with ourselves, at least regular season-wise. They were, they were a game away from being the number one seed last year. Mm-hmm. What has changed, right? And they were a game away from being the number one seed with Josh Allen turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Right. So even if he gets a little safer with the ball, 
they're bringing about the same talent. I know there's a little rift, rift between him and Stefan Diggs, but talent is talent. He's still going to be the first person he uh, looks for, right? Like, and Stefan, through this whole entire preseason, as much hoopla that was going on before the preseason, he's act like a professional during training camp and preseason. It hasn't, since he's got in camp, hasn't done anything blown up. And he's generally, from what I hear, is a good guy anyway. Mm-hmm. So what makes me step off from Buffalo winning 13 games, from winning 12 games? Nothing has changed for that squad. Tua and the Dolphins, you look at and you go, well, Tua's a hit away. Tua's a hit away. I'm, I'm so nervous to even pick Miami. With, and the defense ain't great with Jalen Ramsey going to be out right. until December. The Jets, you still don't know in regards to that offensive line, a bunch of players who have never done it before, and a bunch of people who are new together. Buffalo ain't nothing new. Same old. Mm-hmm. Same coordinator. Same everything. And we go into this thing coming off of back-to-back-to-back seasons where you had double-digit wins, 12-13 wins. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that's the safest bet. And I believe in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand it. The concern I have with the Bills is not on paper, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think there is where there's smoke, there's fire. And you look at the frustration from Stefan Diggs. You look at the fact that, you know, Leslie Frazier moved on, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of makes you wonder if there's a culture problem here, right? And, you know, we talked about Josh Allen coming off of a year where he was turning the ball over like crazy, where he got injured because he was, you know, he got injured throwing the football, but he's also their most dependable running back, right? Like they need, when they need short yards on the ground, they dial up Josh Allen because they have to, because they don't have a strong enough running game. And what, what changed last year? They lose Brian Dable. So they lose him. Ken Dorsey comes in, you know, and, Ken Dorsey is very well respected, you know, throughout the NFL, but Josh Allen didn't look the same. So did he not look the same because he was injured? Did he not look the same because, you know, Brian Dable's not there or, you know, and are those things going to change or get better this year? But I look at that as saying, even with all that, that you said, and you call that a basically transitional weird because Dorsey's there or whatnot. They still won. They did. (laughs) They still won a thousand games. Exactly. Like they still went and said, all right, we we still gonna get 12, 13 games or what? Right. We were still a game away from winning the to win it to getting the number one seed with that transition. So now you have Dorsey for another year. Some more continuity. Again, I think even if Stefan and Josh have whatever they have, it's still going to say, okay, we professionals. We're going to get on the field and we're going to make this money and we're going to get catches. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they need each other. Right. So it's so in it and if they're both professional about it, then it doesn't matter. Right? Like it matters if you got two guys one of the guys isn't willing to be professional mm-hmm. and is willing to be a jerk. But if both guys are gonna go in and be professional and run their routes and do what they gotta do, I don't think it'll affect it. So you like them over the ten and a half wins? Oh much way over. Would you rather bet the over 10 and a half wins or the plus 120 to win the division? Probably over the 10 and a half wins, Over the right? 10 and a half wins. I yeah, think I agree you're with you have multiple there. teams with 10 plus wins. I think all three of those things are going to have 10 plus. They and could. Two of, at least two of the three are going to have 11, 11 plus. Especially if, if two remains healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I could see a scenario where all three of those teams get to 11. So, you think the Jets can get to 11? I think the Jets can get to 11 also. Hmm, that'll be interesting. I think the Jets, when I look at the Jets and how I am targeting them this year, pump the brakes, right? Let them get 
the kinks out of the way, right? Let him get the chemistry down, right? Because I do think it is going to be an adjustment period. And then play on them in the second half of the season when they start getting that continuity, when everything starts clicking. Because people are probably yeah. going to jump off the bus. Like, I feel like after the first couple weeks, people could jump off the bus with this team. It might take some time to gel for them to get the offensive line right. Like, they're talking about, you know, trading for offensive linemen, bringing them in, trying to, you know, patch things up because Becton, uh, you know, is not impressing. So have you watched Hard Knocks? That, no, I haven't. Have you? No, nah, I know. I need to. Yeah, I, I have not yet either. Yeah. I read the reports and I read the highlights of what have, what has happened, but I haven't actually mm-hmm. watched. I, I didn't know if it was good or not. It hasn't been good in some years, so. Yeah, yeah. That's why been, I haven't been able to rush. A little through. Hard Knocks fatigue, I get. Nah. You know? Nah, they They haven't had the, like, and the character stuff that I like. Part of it, too, is is that, like, I try and at this time of the year, I try and kind of, like, put on blinders. And, like, a lot of people are like, give me football. I want to see, you know, as much as possible. I'm sort of the opposite. Like, I'm like, listen, I've been looking over this stuff all summer. Like, I don't need this influence. Right? You know, you know they're going to paint it up to where, hey, every team's going to be great that's on hard knocks, right? Like here come the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And of course, it's you want to build enthusiasm towards that franchise. But I don't want that. To me, that's just kind of like noise. Yeah, I got you. You know? I'm just sneak peek. Yeah, I'll have to check it out, but I definitely don't want it influencing my bets, you know, one way or another cuz it's easy to get swept up in the emotion of those shows. Like I remember when, you know, Dan Campbell's on it, right? Like, you know, the Lions and you know, you can really get, you know, excited about these teams. And it could, you know, impact you even in week one. You know, it could kind of sway how you look at these teams week one. Jets with a huge game week one against the Bills. Yeah, that's a no. That's a no? That's a no. That's you a no. think they lose that one? Yeah. 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 I, I Initially, I was like, this is a game the Jets could steal. Like, I could see them doing that. But I do think I was overreacting to the potential decline that I see brewing in Buffalo. So I, I think in week one, I, I do think the bills are probably still the side. Cause you have teams that are just coming in and being them. Like you mm-hmm. talked about the jets needing to figure things out. Buffalo ain't got to figure nothing out. Right. Right. Like they're coming in as that 12, 13, 14 win team that they can be like from last, from the last couple of years, they're coming in as that team, as the number two seed, nothing mm-hmm. has changed. Right. So the jets are kind of like, all right, Dalvin cooks in there. You got to get him. A sign, a, cover, uh, a sign. I know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, he's not going to play the entire preseason, get some kinks out. The O-line is going to see things they never saw. Like, Gay got to get some kinks out. So I think Buffalo is going to come in roaring. The Jets may need that time, that game or two to really, to really get things clicking. Defensively, I think the Jets are going to be good automatically. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, because it's that's, a lot. That's, that's, that's his thing. That's, that's his, his baby. That's yeah. the same. They're mm-hmm. going to be good like they were last year. The offense will be really good, but... How long does that take to get him, Gary Wilson, and all those other guys on the same page? Yeah, I think it could take a little bit of time. And you think of it on paper, and you're like, oh, wow, how could it take time? Like, get, you know, I think Gary Wilson is tremendous. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be one of the best receivers in the league that we're talking about in the next couple of years. And him having a quarterback that is not named Zach Wilson, tremendous for his upside as well. So, yeah. um, out of the three teams, real quick before we hit the break, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, I think we all know how we feel about the Patriots. Which team do you think out of those three is most likely to miss the playoffs? There's a lot of, like, make playoffs, miss markets out there. Like, if you had to pick one team to make the playoffs, would it be Miami just because of the risk with Tua? Yeah. 
That's my pick. Tua. Yeah. The problem the problem that you're gonna have with Tua, Tua if he's out for an extended period of time, then you gotta really figure things out. I know. I, I, I don't know if I'm in denial with the whole Tua injury risk thing or what, but I'm on Miami heavy. I'm not backing down. And I, I just think that like I can't go into the season just expecting this guy to get injured. But is betters, we look at everything in terms of probability and we have to acknowledge the probability is a little bit higher than it is for the other quarterback. It's just a type of injury. If it was anything else, yeah, I, I'd be like, ah, right, maybe I can ignore that. But, the, you know, what it is makes you scared. It at least makes me scared. Yeah, and the hardest part is, is you don't even have to take a hard hit, you know. But listen, guys, we're going to be back in a few final segment. We're going to go through our best bets. We're going to look into the crystal ball and see what's happening throughout all the sports. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell here on the BetQL Network. BetQL Weekend returns in a bit. Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Final segment, BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell, taking you home now. Final segment, we're going to do some best bets here and... Today's Friday. We're recording this on Friday, which is a very big day because it's a day you can get your bonus bet on the house at BetMGM. Players receive a bonus bet upon logging into BetMGM Sportsbook every Friday for the next three weeks. Claim period extends Saturday and Sunday, 72 hours to log in and claim, and then 72 hours to use the bonus bet after you log in. So log in. Fire off the bet in the weekend, and, you know, hey, hopefully it cashes. We're going to have some winners for you lined up here in a bit. Who's eligible? All players will be awarded a bonus bet of predetermined value, so everybody's included here. Where? Bonus bets will be awarded in all live states, except for New York and Nevada. So as long as you're outside of New York and Nevada, log into BetGM Sportsbook, get your bonus bet. And we got some uh, pretty good value here lined up. We didn't get the best bets in last last episode, Sean. I had people on Twitter. They were they were uh, tweeting at tw- or xing at me or tweeting at me. What do we call it nowadays? <laughs> I'm never not calling it Twitter. It's Twitter. All right, I'm always calling care. it Twitter. I'm I on don't the page care what too. he says. It's Twitter. It's I'm Twitter not to me. It, I'm not calling it Twitter it that at heart. But anyway, they were tweeting. They're like, "Where's your best bets?" I gave them out. We got another sweep. It's been an incredible. Incredible run over the past couple months in doing the show, up to 34 and 13 now in the season. And I have some more. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start here. We're gonna start in the UFC. I'm gonna give two out. In the UFC, I'm gonna give Aljamain Sterling in the main event. I love this against Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, very brash up and comer. Um, great striker, great fluidity in his strikes, has power, works the body well, but Sterling is going to put him on his back. And it's going to be lights out. I love Sterling to get this done inside the distance. You can get it minus 10 at the BetMGM app. Um, I just think the grappling, the gap in grappling between these two fighters is just huge. I think Sterling is going to get him on the mat and he's going to be able to advance position. He has, you know, excellent back takes. I don't think uh, it's something that O'Malley can learn to defend 
you know, without the experience in his career. So definitely like Sterling there at minus 110. And then I got a little preseason football for my second best bet. Okay. Now, I know you like preseason, Sean. Buffalo Bills on the money line at plus 120 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I love the Bills here. If you look back since, now we know preseason was canceled in 2020. We know that teams approached the preseason a little differently after it was canceled coming back from the pandemic. The Bills are a team. We were on the team total over last week. That cashed 23 points uh, and ended up landing on. They're a team in the second week of the preseason, the last two years, they won 41 to 15 and they won 42 to 15. So this is the week that they go off. Matt Barkley looked very impressive last week. Um, You know, I think he was 14 to 15 for about 172 yards. Don't quote me on those exact stats, but um, this is the week we want to bet on Buffalo. You can get them a plus money on the money line against Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh defense, it made Baker Mayfield look pretty good. People were actually talking about Baker Mayfield after that game. So I think the Bills are going to score a ton of points. So you can play the team total over. I'm not sure exactly where that's at, but I definitely think the money line's a solid play, getting a plus money, the Buffalo Bills. So they're the two best bets. And, Sean, I want to look to you. I want to look into the crystal ball. Let's start with – Well, let me say this first. Let mm-hmm. me counter your MMA with, okay. some bo- with some boxing. Let's do it. All right. Canelo. Yes. Over Charlo. I'm sorry. Bam. It's Canelo. Line it up all day. Uh, it's, it's Canelo. All it's right. Canelo. Like, I, I know we do all this pound for pound stuff, Bud, and, and all the Bud is tremendous, and all mm-hmm. these other guys. That fight was crazy. But we forget what Canelo is. Canelo lost because he went all the way up out his division, way out his division, right? Like, way mm-hmm. out his natural weight. When he's around what his natural weight is, he's, he's out there unbeatable, right? So... Canelo's going to go ahead and win that. And I think he's going to win that fight easily. You think he's going to knock him out? Yes. I love it. would love to see it, At man. the very least, he'll get knocked down. There you go. Use the old bonus bet on the house mm-hmm. on Canelo. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. It's good to see boxing back. You know, yeah. lots of big fights. Boxing is in a great place. The problem is they ain't got, they're not in a good place heavyweight-wise. Right. They're in a good place everywhere else. They with just got to find those heavyweights. Like, they, again, Tyson Fury's out here fighting MMA fighters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Francis, him and Francis are going to get it get it going, and I'm going to watch it. It'll be entertaining. But I think Francis is going to get his head knocked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, just, you got to know your lane, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, I mean, they're getting paid for it. That's why these MMA fighters are fighting boxers, but... Neither one can go in each other's ring, mm-hmm. right? The boxers are going to kill MMA fighters in the boxing ring, and MMA fighters, boxers won't even try to get in, in the octagon. So it's just like, mm-hmm. eh. But yeah, but they don't have the heavyweights. I mean, uh, Anthony Joshua r- kept refusing to fight the other two. Mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder, we're seeing, just ain't. He's good champion at the time. Right. But he ain't high-level champion. He's not that guy. So Tyson Fury doesn't have anybody else to really – to really carry boxing along with him. Right. Well, at least the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. So if you, but if the heavyweight, if the heavyweights ain't looking good, then the rest of rest of boxing. That's like the main attraction. Yeah, it's right? just Everyone not. Loves people, the heavyweights, man. People can't really get excited about 135 pound boxers, right? Like it, it looks great. Right. But that ain't going to move the needle the way 200 plus mm-hmm. Titan looking individuals would hold, would hold down. You the, want those uh, big Goliaths in yeah, there. Yeah. Going back and forth. I love it. All right, so Canelo, I'm going to tail you on that on one, Canelo, dude. We're going to make some money this weekend. I'm excited. 
Um, let's look into the crystal ball, right? I want to go over, you know, this is our last episode of the season. BetQLU, college football is going to start kicking up. Um, so, you know, those guys are going to bring you through those seasons. But Michigan. I, we talk, oh, I know. Do we want to start with college football? And you said it, so I just went to throw it out there. You like Michigan. Michigan. See, I think Georgia. Michigan. And I, I hate know. it that it's Georgia and everyone's like, oh, three Pete. But I think at this point of the, the season, right? I think the Big Ten's going to be tremendous. Well, I'll talk about the Big Ten in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point in the season, like being able to get Georgia at like plus 250, the three Pete, they're the best roster. They won back to back. I mean, they won with Stenson Bennett. Mm-hmm. You know, now listen, back they got they got questions of quarterback, sure. But I think what Kirby Smart has shown is that they're strong enough everywhere else to where they don't need that, you know, Heisman candidate quarterback. The way that you know the formula for Kirby Smart is defense, big up front. You know, they're gonna they're gonna pound you. I I think that you know they get Brock Bowers back. You know, like I I think that. That Georgia team is going to be tough to beat because this schedule's easy. So they're going to get right into the playoffs. Might find a situation where they get into the playoffs and they're not battle-tested enough. Yeah, I think Alabama wins the SEC. Do you? I do. You think it's Milrow? A couple shockers shockers here. You think it's Milrow? I think Alabama comes back and wins the SEC. Angry Nick Saban? I think angry Nick Saban with the talent they have. I think Georgia finally feels some of the – some of the – St- feeling all themselves my, a little yeah, bit. Not even feeling myself. All my stars have gone to the league. At some point, mm-hmm. there's going to be a year of hey, somebody's got to develop. I know it's plug and play, and it's easy for Georgia to do. I don't feel like that's going to be the case here, especially with a new quarterback coming in. I think Alabama's been been, <laughs> been waiting and waiting for them to slip a little bit. So I like Alabama over Georgia, but I like Michigan to win the whole thing. Wow, Harbaugh, huh? I like Harbaugh to win the whole thing, bow out, and then go to the NFL. I think he's. Hmm. I think he's waiting for that. Oh, I, I think, definitely think he's waiting. I think. For the I NFL. think he could get. In the, I, well, I think he could get in the NFL. Any. I think he gets calls every year. Right. I think he can get in. I thought he could have got back in the NFL this past year, hmm. but he said, "Nah, not out. Not. I'm not going to leave Michigan like that." So I think your quarterback coming back, who was terrible last year in the playoffs, is going to have another year under his belt, mm-hmm. and I think Michigan is going to have that experience, and I think they're going to be a better experienced team. Or they're going to win the entire thing. Again, I know they are what are they third right now between behind Alabama and Auburn when it comes to uh, yeah betting? Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they're right there. I, I, I think I they're tied. Auburn. I said Auburn. I think but. they might be slightly under Ohio State, but I think it's pretty close. Yeah. I think they'll be better than Ohio State. Also, I think Big, Ohio Big State's got some issues on the offensive line that mm-hmm. come back to haunt them. But let's keep it rolling. I want to. I want to bounce a couple more sports off you. We're giving you the winners. We're giving you. You know, we look at the futures market. Who's going to be your champion? What about the WNBA? I mean, is it the Aces or the Liberty? I mean, these guys split, right? Aces got a little bit of revenge. Is are the Liberty live when we're talking about futures in the it's WNBA? It's not even close. It's not. It like it should be a it should be a Shohei a tiny thing where it's just like Aces everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's what the betting should do. I, right. I, th- I think the Aces are, are. I've watched the WNBA and went to games since its inception. Mm-hmm. I think this may be the most talented WNBA team ever. Wow. And, and Candace Parker has been out. The reason the Liberty won that one, Candace Parker out. Candace Parker got surgery on her foot. I think she did it in time to come back for the playoffs. If she's back for the playoffs at 75%, lights out. It's going to be easy. It's going to be a cake and a – it's going to be sweeps. 
Faux, 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 but wow. the WNBA version. Faux, faux, faux but for the, the WNBA version. Yes, Asia Wilson, best player in the, in the planet. What about Major League Baseball, World Series winner? You picking the Phillies? No. <laughs> not, not, not with Aaron Nola uh, being with being in the top two. Um, this is the hardest for me to pick out of all sports. Mm-hmm. I think baseball is wide open right now. It is. Yo, the Cubs. You were you were smirking yeah, at me. The I, Cubs I down to forty to one. When I talked about them, they were eighty <laughs> to one. Now they're down to forty to one. That number is getting smaller. I ain't picking that, but I was I was laughing at you even for them to win a division, and I'm like, uh, okay. I like the Baltimore Orioles ten to one. Okay. I think it could be their year. They're so young. I know it makes it fun. I don't want to go chalk. And just say the Braves. But, but you think that, it's the Braves. But that's how it feels, right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't it just feel, like feel that way? Everybody like, hits the ball out of the park. You know There's mean? no like, holes in that lineup. That ain't going to make you much money. Like, they're the favorites. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know who else to pick. Yeah. You got to give them a winner. So we'll go out on that note. I got the Orioles. He's got the Braves. And the 49ers. And the 49ers. For Ooh, the Super Bowl, surprise. I like the Eagles. Never trust this guy. But listen, <laughs> everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, you know, hopefully all these futures hit. We want to thank everyone behind the scenes. Zach Kroll producing, doing a tremendous job. Kevin, Jake, behind the scenes. We appreciate you making us look good every week. BetQL Weekend, Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell, presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Good luck on all your bets this weekend. Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. <laughs>